0: You're listening to Books, Brains, and Magal, the place where we talk about life and ideas and whatever comes to mind after we've read a book with mother and daughter Dina and
1: Megan. In this episode, we read the final chapters of the book The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, and we're chatting about breaking old agreements. So the uh, the big thing that jumped out at me initially when I was reading these final chapters, because I've... When I've been talking to people about reading The Four Agreements and trying to describe or explain, like, what it's getting at, like, from a baseline perspective, I was struggling until I read these um, several paragraphs. And so it's saying, like, imagine your life without fear of expressing your dreams. Imagine that you have permission to be happy and to really enjoy your life. Imagine your life without the fear of being judged by others. Imagine your life without judging others. Imagine living without the fear of loving and not being loved. Imagine living your life without being afraid to take a risk and explore life. And then imagine that you love yourself just the way you are. And then finally, it was like the last thing that I highlighted relative to that was the only reason you are happy is because you choose to be happy. Happiness is a choice and so is suffering.
0: Yeah, I find that intriguing because I do feel like our existence or, like, our society kind of breeds off suffering. Like, that's all we talk about. Yeah, yeah. Like, every... It's almost like that's the only thing that we think about, and it's really sad that it has to be that way. When I was reading through the chapters, I kind of just latched on to the idea that we want to be like children. And I know that everyone is always like, be a, key, every, be a kid at heart. Yeah, yeah. But that's really what it is about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Living life like a child where you just don't care about anything but the now and being happy and doing whatever it is that makes you happy in that moment. And I think that's really important. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree. And the and the not making assumptions I think and not taking things personally when I think about, and I've said this um, from time to time, like I wish that I was the way I used to be like in my late teens and early twenties where like, I always gave people the benefit of the doubt and I never like assumed that people were attacking me or whatever. Like I feel like in the context of this book, like I wasn't as domesticated yet or whatever, um, and now I do take things personally and make assumptions without even thinking twice about it. Um, so I think that correlates to, like, trying to be child, like, like a child, where you just trust people. You inherently trust that people have your best interest in mind, or right,
0: whatever. It's interesting that you say that because I was thinking at the end too that there was a point, pretty much at that same like age, where. Because they talked about basically just loving, mm-hmm. and there was a point in my life pretty much at that same age just, that you were just talking about where I just basically allowed myself to love, like, anything and everyone. Right, and, freely, right? Right. Yeah. And I was trying to figure out, like, what sw- like what mm-hmm. flipped. Yes. And I know that now when I think back on it, I... W- I in my mind, I'm like, I decide like, I, something happened where I was just kind of sick of everyone using me because I just, you know, I was okay with anything. Right.
1: And yeah. I just loved.
0: Yes. Yeah. And then everyone used me. Yeah. And then I was like, that's a good reason to stop doing that, mm-hmm. but at the same time, who's it hurting? Right.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: You. Right. 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 Mm-hmm yeah
1: it's kind of and I think too it's like a defense mechanism right like when something bad happens like you know my mom left or whatever and I didn't talk to her for decades um but you like and it's it was hurtful and everything else but you like compartmentalize it and put it in a box and try to like shove it in the corner of your mind or whatever um and I think that, like dealing with things that way, you start to deal with even little things that way, and they don't just, like, go away or whatever. It's still impacting you. You just don't realize it because it's impacting you. Be- should
0: it impact you though?
1: Well, I don't know. We're saying move, we're move saying on? no, right? We're saying it shouldn't impact you. Yeah,
0: because it's talking about being a kid where there is no past right. and there is no future. Right. There's only right. a present. There's only. Yeah. Right yes. this second.
1: Right. Yeah, And just because my mom did that to me, like, I shielded myself from having anybody else do it.
0: Right. I feel like right? and most of the time, it literally only affects, it only makes you suffer right. more. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Like, that's why I'm saying, like, we're bred in the society to basically make ourselves suffer because we say, oh, I'm going to shut off from this, that, and another thing. Yeah. But it's only affecting... Me negatively. Yeah.
1: And you think that it's affecting you positively, right? You're, you think that you're doing that to protect yourself, right? From harm. And actually, you're harming yourself.
0: But yeah, because you have negative feelings about it.
1: Yes. Yeah. And then you transfer those feelings to other people. Like, because my mom did that to me, I know, like, when I would start getting really close to a friend or whatever, I'd be like, whoa, like, I better not, like, Totally invest because they're probably going to walk away for some reason or another and then I'm going to be super hurt. So I'm going to, like, right. stop being super close to them
0: now so that I don't get hurt when we eventually stop being friends. That's so true. And I I don't have any adult friends now because, like I was saying, whatever happened where yeah. I was, like, just being used by people, I was like, well, I'm not going to do that anymore. So I'll just be by myself yeah. because... That's easier. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of talk at that end of of the book about allowing your emotions to control you and basically not doing that.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But is it that we just want to have love be our only emotion? Because if we're talking about love Oh. Yeah, I see where you're going with that. Because is it just negative emotions, or is it just... Because in, in this um, paragraph, it says that we allow our emotions to deplete our energy. Which it, I know that we talked about in one yes. of our episodes. But usually that's only negative. Negative, yeah. Right. I, th- I
1: agree. I think it's negative emotions to th- that deplete. I mean, positive emotions can, too. Like, if you're up, like, on top of the world for... You know, a really long time that can be draining, but draining in a different way,
0: right? Right, exhausting, yeah, yeah. Or is that just what we were told?
1: So, in regards to breaking agreements, I think the book so the big the book talked about three ways, right? What I came out of those chapters were that I think for me, I'm just gonna, you know, to break the old agreements, I feel like I have to do it like. Little by little, and it's going to be a long process because it's I feel like it was hands. a lot. It was a long process to get here,
0: right? And that's what they said too. So, right? how can you
1: take a shortcut to break all the agreement? Okay. We should be accountability partners for it. So, <laughs> like, so when I'm breaking an agreement, <laughs> you can say, "Mom,"
0: right? And I, I I've be impeccable already, with your word, yeah. you know. I've already kind of like done that in my in my brain recently. Hmm. Like oh, I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, I don't know what the steps are, but I kind of like just internalized it. I didn't pay attention to the same. What you're supposed to do. <laughs> same. That's why
1: I just put you on the spot and asked you. Yeah. What,
0: <laughs> asked you what the second thing was, but what I thought was um, something that I really grabbed onto is, is forgiveness is key. Basically, like letting go of everything, and. It says in here, you'll know that you've forgiven somebody when you see them and you don't have an emotional reaction or you talk about the thing and you mm-hmm. don't have a reaction to it. Then you'll know that your wound is closed and you've truly forgiven them. And I thought that was interesting because I think about that a lot with, with Dan. Yeah, I was, um, he
1: was just popped into <laughs> my head
0: too like... Yeah. Because there, was, there for, for years it was like and Dan is my older brother um for years it was anytime we brought it up it like was a sword in my heart yeah and I think finally I'm to the point where I've kind of just like let it go because I can think about it and talk about it and not have like super negative response to it mm-hmm. um so I think that that advice That advice or that piece of information is a really good way of deciding if you've moved on. Oh, yeah. Like, figuring out, like, all the things that are, like, causing you negative emotions in your life Mm -hmm. and and trying to forgive. And then every day being like, have I forgiven? Like, have I moved on from this? And figuring that out by what if you have those negative reactions, those negative emotions towards it. That makes sense.
1: That makes sense. Perfectly.
0: I think for me, because
1: I, and I know I overanalyze things, but like for me, I feel like I have to get to the root of like what, the root of what's causing my reaction, either like, taking things personally or making assumptions or whatever, like, um, and I often like, even in work, like when I'm analyzing things or understanding a problem or a challenge or whatever, um, like years ago, like in the nineties, I don't know. Um, there was a technique where they, they taught, I think it was like the five whys or whatever. Like you don't really get to what the real problem or the real challenge is until you ask yourself or the person like why five times. So you say like, you know, whatever. I get upset when you bring up Dan's name. Why? You know, because of what happened. Why does that upset? You know what I'm saying? Like, you keep asking why and then you finally get to really what is the crux of (laughs) your reaction. And until you understand the crux of
0: the reaction,
1: you can't let it go.
0: I wonder, like, did we did we do this to us when we were kids? Because I have, probably like, I have this issue with Evan all the time. And He's like, stop asking me questions. And I'm like, well, I'm just trying to make help you understand how you feel. Probably, because that's when you were kids, right? Yeah, because you say he said something, and I'm like, well, why though? Right. I don't know. Right. Oh, I don't know. And I'm like, well, well, why? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not
1: questioning your response. I'm just asking like why More interpretation right? Yeah,
0: that's funny. It <laughs> that is hilarious. but I, I think for me personally, a lot of my work is gonna be on the surface. I do feel like I've let a lot of things go that I've eternalized um, negative emotions mm-hmm. as far as like my past. Which is great because it puts me into, like, a better space, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Because I, when I got, when I had such struggles with anxiety, I realized that i had let go of a lot of that stuff, Mm -hmm. and I did that at that time. Um, So I'm glad that I kind of have a little bit of a head start with having the baggage Not having baggage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I feel like I pulled from the remaining chapters, which is like super cliche, but it is a way to really help, I feel like, live by the agreements, is live each day like it's your last to live. That's good, yeah. And it really does help if you say... Something happens and you're like, if this is my last day to live, yeah, what I care, right, yep. about this, or what right. would I be doing, right, yeah? Because I'm like, I was thinking when I read that, I'm like, well, that's super cliche, but when you get upset with your partner or you get upset with your kid or really anything, mm-hmm. if it was your last day, what would you do? You would just say, oh, I love you so much, right, yeah, and move on and spend time with them. And Mm. love them. Yep. And then to say, if we're here to only do things that make us happy, and that's another thing to say, live each day like it's your last day. If you really hate something that you are doing, then don't do it. Then stop doing it. That could be like your job, and Mm -hmm. obviously that's hard, right? Yes, but really, when it comes down to, if today was your last day. Mm Would you be doing this, or not? And obviously, like we have responsibilities, so obviously, no one who work would work on their last day, right? But but if it's making you so unhappy that you know, right? But, but
1: you're right. You're that you're not able to do your best, right? At right. not Making assumption is is changing your energy levels. Like what we talked about in one of the earlier episodes, like you're so tired after work because your energy is so drained, then, um, you're not living your best life and maybe you need to work towards making a change because you have to work to make money, right? To pay the bills, but you don't have to do that work. Right. And so like, what do you need to do in order to get the, the <laughs> job that you want? Oh, in grease. Um, to get a job that that would make you more happy or Right, and you can do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What one thing that I struggle with in this sh- chapter is like like we said, we all have responsibilities. And how do we how do we have those responsibilities and still be children at heart? Uh, I, yes, I it doesn't yes. really ever tell you Right, no how it are you doesn't. Doing that. It doesn't. And obviously that's a huge struggle. Mm-hmm.
1: I think about that at work a lot, too, because I'm not enjoying the work that I'm doing currently. Um, and so I'm, I'm like, wrestling in my mind with what do I do about that because um, I'm – even though I just said, like, change whatever, get a different job or do what you need to do in order to change that, I'm not in a position – to do that right now because like I'm planning on retiring within 10 years. So, um, I'm working towards that. So really what in my mind, I'm thinking, well, I have to re reframe my situation. So even though I don't like the day-to-day tasks that I'm doing, I am moving towards having a, um, a good retirement mm-hmm. and I'm also there are things in my role that i can learn and grow from and i really enjoy learning and i really enjoy growth opportunities so instead of like focusing on the, on the things that i don't like and i've done this in the past too like i've i've framed my day around i'm first going to do the things that i don't like so i can get them checked off the list and get them done and then i'm going to do the things that i enjoy like kind of as a reward or yeah. whatever And so, um, and that really worked, that really worked well for me. So now there are things in my role that I enjoy. um, And so I'm going to put more of a focus on that. Um, And then for the things that I don't enjoy, I'm going to figure out, like, how do I do them so efficiently that they don't take as much time or whatever. Um, And even just doing that makes makes it challenging, Right. right? And so it makes it not as
0: more fun yeah yeah well i think that principle can be implemented in all responsibilities even if it's like chores or you know yeah oh like yeah the yard yes. work. yeah that's true like do all the stuff that you don't like first and or try to make, make like a positive spin on the stuff that you have to do as responsibilities but i also think like as far as a job it if it negatively impacts you when you're not doing it I think that's when it's time for a change because that to me is the point where it's it's not really helping it's not really helping you even though it's a responsibility that you have I see what you're
1: saying yeah that makes sense that makes sense and I'm not to that point yeah we're like
0: everybody doesn't necessarily like well not everybody doesn't like their jobs some people love their jobs but most people don't want to work. Like if you didn't have to work, you wouldn't right. work. Right. But when if you go home and it's it's not negatively affecting you after you're done working, mm-hmm. then I think that is okay because it's a responsibility. Right. right. But obviously yep. you wanna you wanna try and be as happy as possible doing everything that you do. Doing your best in everything that you do. Hopefully makes you happy. Apparently that's a thing. According to the book, right. Always do your, do your best. best.
1: Always do your best. Yeah.
0: But also, if you do your best, you you'll be happy about it. Yes. Apparently. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, I I can relate to that. I think that's a true statement. Well, even when you think about like caring for the kids, right? Like for you with Alice and now Owen, um, you have chores that you have to do at home, right? But you lo- but and you love spending time with the kids, and it's like, do I do my housework, or do I spend time with kids? And but there's a way like combine it, right? You know, like there's
0: always a way. Usually, there's always a way to figure out how you can make it kind of happy, yeah, and make it work together, yeah. And I love doing chores with Alice. with Alice. Alice yeah, Alice loves doing chores. Right? Yeah. Yep. I'm always doing stuff. I'm incapable of managing stuff, so that's pretty much what we always do. Is like stuff that has to get done together.
1: Yeah, most of the time. And I play, obviously. But. Yeah. Yeah, it's like when you're hanging out with her. And yeah. she's learning. Like, she's learning to enjoy Literally doing the task. <laughs> no, I think she's learning to enjoy the task. Because if you're having to fun love with her. Right. Yeah. So when she. <laughs> you're domesticating her. Yeah. Oh, wait, we're not supposed to be. we not, though. I know, right, kind exactly. Of.
0: That's another thing, like, he talks about at the end don't blame her parents because it's all that they know. Yes. We know this, but how do you not do, how do you not do it to your kids? I, I know I don't get it. I know.
1: Well I think first we have to break our old agreements. Be happy around them. Be happy, right? And then show it, them
0: how to do responsibilities and be happy doing it. Right.
1: Them. And don't make assumptions like inherently you'll be role modeling this way of life That's because true. you'll be living it.
0: So you don't really have to do anything; you just have to do it yourself, right? And they'll watch you do it, right? Yeah. And, yeah, and as
1: she and as they run into problems or whatever, the way you help them solve it will be using these agreements, right? Yeah, and allow her to be a kid, right? Yep.
0: Don't don't squash that. Right. Anymore. Exactly. Yes. yes.
1: Yes. That's super important. Like, and even asking questions, I think. You and I talked about that one book I read. I don't remember yeah. what it was, "The More Beautiful Question" or something like that, where they said once kids start school, they stop asking as many questions because right. in school you're supposed to answer questions, not ask them, and that kind of squashes their curiosity and their yeah, it domesticates them. Right, it domesticates them. Yeah, and so I think being cognizant of that, like when she starts going to school, like um. As- Questions. Making sure that she at home is allowed to ask questions and be curious and be a kid. Right. You know, that's the other thing too. Like, people expect, and I think for Alice, it's going to be even harder because she's big for her age. You know, she's tall for her age and she looks older than she is. People are going to expect her to act older and not oh, act yeah. like a kid. And you're going to have to, like, be really purposeful about being like, no, she. She is a kid, and she can act like a kid,
0: and, um, and we, we, I mean, we want her to. Right. So I think that what I've taken from the book and what I'm going to move forward with, obviously I'm going to move forward with all the agreements, and they're embedded in my brain. But I think the main things that I'm going to do are live each day, or remember when something happens, to live each day like it's my last day. Because I feel like that, for me, is a super easy way to to remember the agreements and try to just live love. Yeah. And I think my biggest agreement that I'm going to think about the most, I would say two of them, is don't take anything personally because I do that all the time. Mm -hmm. And don't make assumptions because I am so bad at making assumptions about what people are doing and interpreting what they're doing and changing my actions based on what they're doing. And obviously that's breaking a bunch of agreement stuff. So (laughs) that's what I'm going to think about as I move forward. And when I, you know, try to break free of the domestication and work with Alice and Owen and hopefully talk Evan into trying to live love. I'm like super mad at myself for allowing Allowing myself to, like, get away from, like you said, the the late teen mm-hmm. just living love. Because i was so good at loving people. Right.
1: I know. And it, ca- it came naturally. And like, I'm you like, didn't even have to try. It was so nice. Yeah. I, like, yes, everyone yeah. was so
0: happy. And I was so happy. and I don't know <laughs> why. Like, it's just irritating. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's just because other people, like, bring you, bring you down. Yeah, and you have to like not let that happen. Mm-hmm. There's actually, when I was in college in Seaside Point, which is probably like when that transition happened, where I was like, okay, I'm done with this. There was someone that I hung out with, and he was intimidated by like the fact that I was so comfortable with myself and just what you know, whatever. Hey. <laughs> and oh, Owen's having a bad dream. <laughs> and he actually, like, years late, like, he was like, I can't handle this. Like, one thing was, I look, I look into people's eyes when they talk to me, and it, like, freaks them out. Really? <laughs> yeah. Multiple people are like, I feel like you're staring at my soul. And I'm like, okay, well, it's probably good. But right, if you're yeah. Uncomfortable soul, right, yeah. I'm comfortable with my soul. Right, Yes. <laughs> that'd probably be scary for you. <laughs> and years later this person who was like I can't handle like your realness basically. Yeah. Was yeah. like, I'm so sorry, I understand now. Really? Right. Oh nice. And I was like, that's so nice, but but also I am not that anymore. Right. Yeah. Super un- Bummer. Yeah. 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 It was a huge bummer. But hopefully I can get back to it.
1: I think you can. I think that is the message of hope. Like, You you were there. I was there. We know that it's a place that we can be. Um, and we know what it's like. And so I think we can get back. Right. I originally was feeling the same way that you were. Um, about focusing on don't take things personally and don't make assumptions. Because I do both of those I'm super a lot too. Um, but then when I read about the always do your best. Thing because i get like even with like diets and trying to lose weight and or trying to extra they're trying to eat clean you know yeah. to get rid of my migraines and whatever um i like fall off hard and then i get down on myself right and i feel like so i feel like for this i'm gonna focus on always do your best because i can talk myself off of the ledge of i give up like
0: Right. And so your best is not... isn't always the same. And yes, that is a key. Part. I do think that I have that like left in my brain because I'm, I get down to myself too where I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. Right. Because I'm not giving 125%. Right. Or I, am, yes, like, I yes. Give 125%. Right.
1: right. Because you're sick or whatever. I have a right. migraine. Yeah. and But I'm like, but I, yeah, but it, my best today is not like my best was yesterday because I don't feel good and it's okay that I slipped. Yeah. I'm still doing my best. So it's not even really slipping.
0: Exactly. And you can't, can't attack yourself. That's one of, one of the agreements. Yeah. Much, yeah. yeah, Is to not bring yourself down. Yes. And, I, and not over and over and over the same thing that's already happened in the past. Mm-hmm. Let go of it.
1: Yeah, yes. So that's yeah.
0: what I'm going to focus on. It's a lot of stuff. It is. It's a lot of good stuff. I really enjoyed it. I I did too. Well, this is, I read this before, but... I think it's always a good refresher because yeah. you have to like keep keep doing it. Yeah. Repeat, repeat. We should we should read the book every spring or something. Yeah. Well, we have other books with the agreements too. The Mastery of Love. Oh, that's right. Yes. Uh, other ones. The Fifth know? Agreement. Oh, yeah, the Fifth the agreement. agreement. Yeah. So we'll have to. Back yeah awesome thanks so much for tuning in we appreciate it if you haven't done so yet please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts that way you'll be notified when new episodes are available
1: we'll talk to you next time about a new book The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and the Horse by Charlie Mackenzie